Welcome to Confessions of a Realtor. As an active, full-time realtor serving Tallahassee and the surrounding areas since 2014, it was time to use my experience to educate consumers on the whys and hows behind the home buying and home selling processes. We'll have some fun, I'll share some crazy real estate stories, and keep you informed on realtors' best kept secrets. Why? Because when you're informed, you can make empowered decisions. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to another episode of Confessions of a Realtor. Today's topic, why an agent may fire you. Now, this flies in the face of what I feel the general consensus about real estate agents and realtors is. A lot of times people assume that we're hungry for the business and we'll do anything to get the business because we're commission based, right? But I will tell you as someone that's been in this industry since 2014, and I'm sure anyone who's been in business for themselves or for any length of time can tell you, not all business is good business. Here are a few reasons why I've had to fire a client, why I know other realtors have had to fire a client, and how we chose to come to these decisions. Now, I will say that this doesn't happen very often. I've probably had to fire one client a year with eight years in business at this point, but it does happen and it's very real. So the first reason why I've had to fire a client is because I had a client ask me to do something unethical. When you go to take out a mortgage, the loan for the home, they are going to ask you if you are going to occupy the property yourself or if you are going to have it as an investment property. Depending on the type of the loan that you're using, especially if you're using a government-backed loan, you need to be telling the absolute truth. There can be stiff penalties and even some jail time behind mortgage fraud. So if you're lying on something on your application, and occupancy is actually a very big deal. So when you fill out a mortgage application and you say that you are going to occupy the property as an owner, that is something that you need to do. It is unethical for you to do otherwise. And additionally, a lot of times, especially depending on the type of loan, your real estate agent is going to be asked at the closing table or at some point in the process, if we know that you're not going to occupy the property, or even if we have a sense that you're not going to occupy the property, we have to a lot of times sign a statement that says we know that you're going to occupy the property. So there's a couple of different checks and balances that particularly government back loans will use to make sure that you are operating ethically. I had a client within the last two years that her mother's name was going on all of the documents as the person who was taking out the loan, as the person who was occupying the property, and the daughter was the boots on the ground. So what I mean by boots on the ground is she was the one that I was taking out to do showings. She was the one that I kept looped in communication with her older mother. It was just a collaborative team effort. And then as time passed, I just started to hear little things. And I straight up asked her, I said, look, is your mother going to come up here and occupy this property? And that's when she confessed to me that, hey, look, this is something that we've done before. I'm going to occupy the property, even though my mother's name is on everything. And y'all, that's different from co-signing. That's different from both parties being on the loan. And so when I talked to her, I tried to get her to, hey, you need to let your lender know this ASAP. They need to restructure the loan. 
And typically, if you're not going to be an owner occupant, if it's going to be seen as an investment property for you, you are going to have to put more money down. And so she did not want to do that. She wanted me to continue representing her, knowing that what they were committing was mortgage fraud. And that was something that I was unwilling to do. So I did let her know that, hey, this is where my representation of you ends. Sent her an email to that effect just to make sure that I was in the clear and moved on to serving other clients because it's not worth the risk. It's not worth as a real estate agent looking over your shoulder, wondering if that's ever going to be found out that you knew for the commission check that you're going to get off of the sale. It's always better to be able to sleep and be able to rest at night without worrying. The second reason that a real estate agent may fire you is if you're not listening. Let's say that you're a dental hygienist and you have been being a dental hygienist for five years. You know what you're doing. You know how to get plaque off teeth. You know what instruments to use. Well, let's say that I come in for a cleaning and I'm telling you that you're using the wrong instruments. Your other dental hygienist didn't do it that way. You're not getting the plaque off the teeth correctly. And these are items that you know that you're doing and you know that you're doing well because you've been practicing it. It's the same way with real estate agents. When you hire a real estate agent, you're not just looking for someone to open doors and to put a sign in your yard. You're really looking for someone to advise you in the process because that is our business. Our business is really educating and advising you. But if you are not listening, then it can just make the normal transaction go completely haywire for really no reason. And then also sometimes I found that with clients that, for lack of better word, think that they know better than you, you are opening yourself up to a lawsuit potentially. So in a couple different respects, it's just not worth it to keep a client who isn't listening. Now, I say this with the caveat of it is our job to educate and to advise you. So if you are asking questions from an area of curiosity or you are asking questions as to motivation, the whys and hows, a good real estate agent is never going to take offense to that. That's actually one of the things that I love explaining to people because I love seeing the light bulb go off. I love seeing their eyes light up and them really understanding. Kind of like what I say in the intro, if you know what you are doing, you are going to make empowered decisions. But constantly questioning and communicating mistrust to your agent and having an attitude that is not conducive to you either purchasing your house well or selling your house well. That may lead to your real estate agent saying, hey, this is not worth the battle with you. This is not worth potentially you going after me during or after this deal or going after my license or trying to sue me over something that I'm communicating, but you're not listening to. So I'm just going to have to end this relationship right here. The third reason that an agent may decline to work with you is that you're not a good fit for their business. Now, there's a few ways that this can be modeled. One of the most common ways that I see is your availability does not match up with their availability. For example, if you are only available to see properties at 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. every day because of your work schedule, well, that's probably not going to be a fit for me. I'm probably going to refer you to a different agent that I know will treat you right, that I know knows their stuff and also is going to be able to accommodate that schedule. I am not a morning person. I'm not going to be up that six, seven o'clock in the morning showing property. 
The fourth reason that an agent may fire you or decline to work with you is that they can tell that you're not serious or you have unreasonable expectations. So let's discuss this from both the buyers and the sellers. So on the seller side, a not serious seller, they typically want to overprice the property. They only want to sell if they get the right number and you've already gone over the comps with them and explain how, hey, that's $50,000, $70,000 over where we should be priced. And so the basic attitude is, If somebody is willing to overpay for the property and I understand that it's outside of market conditions or where the market is, then I'll sell. And I actually had a client earlier this year that I had represented him when he purchased the property and now he was looking to sell the property. Well, my analysis indicated that the property was worth at the most $450,000, even after a certain amount of renovation that he had done on the property, certain additives that he had made sure that he increased the property value with $450,000. That's where I feel comfortable. Let's go ahead and get this sold. He didn't want to do that. He wanted to list the property at $500,000 and said, oh, well, you know, we'll just try it out here. We'll let it hang out for a couple months. We'll see if we get any bites. No, that is not how we effectively list property. That is not how we effectively sell property. And the thing is typically with that strategy, no matter what you're telling me as far as, well, maybe we'll reduce the price later. I know a few things. Number one, most people don't want to reduce the price. And the second thing that I know, you still, even with understanding that, hey, the property is actually worth $450,000, you want that $500,000. So sometimes wanting to overprice your home as a seller can indicate that you are not serious about selling your property because it's not in line with where the market is. As a buyer, sometimes not being serious about your process can look like you're pre-approved for $350,000, but you're constantly not wanting to see any properties that would enable you to stay on budget, but instead asking to see properties that are $500,000, $600,000. And yes, this has happened. Another way that sometimes buyers show that they're not serious about their process is consistently making low ball offers on a property or trying to make low ball offers on the property. Those are typically offers, especially if the market is not ready for that or if the property hasn't been on the market a length of time that would justify that sort of offer. It is an offer that is counter to you actually getting a home. So whenever you are going out and seeing properties, it should be in line with your affordability. It should be in line with your loan type because not every home is going to qualify for your loan type. It should be in line with your goals. Consistently wanting to see property that is over your budget and not being satisfied with houses that are in your budget, no matter what your budget is, is typically an indicator that, hey, we are not ready right now for this process. I've educated you about the market. You've said that you've understood it. It's been a couple of months now. I'm so sorry. I'm going to have to let you go because you are not serious about your process at this point in time. The last reason that an agent may decline to work with you is that you're telling them in maybe your buyer's consultation or your seller's consultation about three or four other agents that you had difficulty with, that you had problems with. I typically will not ask names of who was the agent that did this, who was the agent that did that, that sort of thing. 
But sometimes clients or potential clients will volunteer that information. And Tallahassee is a small town. We all know each other. We don't all back each other up automatically because we're agents. But I know if you say certain people's names, yeah, I can see how they did that. (laughs) I also know that if you say people's names and you're saying that they did something wrong or this, that, and the third, sometimes I can hear, "Mm, maybe that was an improperly communicated expectation. Or, hmm, I wouldn't expect that from this agent. Like, I know the caliber of their work. I know that they're extremely ethical. So basically, to kind of put it how the old folks say, everybody ain't lying. So sometimes as a real estate agent, when you see a client that has a pattern of dealing with three or four agents and they're respected in our industry, or I know that they're fair and they're ethical and they do what's right, I may decline to work with you because I don't want to be the person that is now talked about later, number one, or I don't want you to take offense to something that I'm doing or saying that is part of the normal process, but because you have an improper expectation, now I'm the problem. Now I'm getting ethical violation (laughs) and now my license is in jeopardy. So sometimes we just choose not to work with certain clients that we feel are going to put our license in jeopardy based off of what they're saying. So I hope that this gives you a little bit of perspective. As I get further into this business, really the energy that a client comes with, it is something that is attractive and that I want to work with when it's right. There is nothing like helping someone buy a house. There's nothing like helping someone sell a house because it is a longer process for people typically. And there are so many moving parts. It's so enjoyable to put that together and then have a great experience and have a good closing for them. It's really an honor to do that. So when it isn't that way, I've just learned now at this point, and I don't get it right all the time, but I've learned at this point, hey, all business is not good business. Hope that that gives you guys a little bit of perspective. Today's motivational quote, Michael Jordan said, talent wins games, but teamwork and intelligence win championships. Y'all have a great week. We'll see you right back here next week. That's it for today's episode of Confessions of a Realtor. If you're looking for an active, full-time agent in the Tallahassee or surrounding areas, feel free to give me a call or shoot me a text at 850-206-2199. If you're thinking about moving and want some more real estate tips and tricks and education, my Instagram page, Rachel Sells Homes 850, is very active and I do my best to educate on our local market. Check out the link in the bio on my Instagram page to schedule your own complimentary consultation with me or to refer someone else who you know is thinking about buying or selling. Thank you for tuning in and I look forward to assisting you here in the Tallahassee area.